Well, in fact, I was thinking I didn't want to move on. So I met Adam Paniwaro in the chair then. And then uh, we taped uh, Ajahn Pan, who was very famous, you know, yeah. and uh, was the, uh, the king and queen teacher. Yeah. And then uh, went to uh, Lumpukau, and that's the one I really like. Because, I don't know, I, he, he gave me something that I still, you know, appreciate. Like, he, he was, uh, he was sitting in a wheelchair, he was very old, and, uh, and so, you know, they were, I was sitting at a distance from him, and, and Pachara and Ajahn Mahamon were there, and they, and they were taping his talk, and I didn't really pay much attention. Because my language wasn't very good, so um, anyway, it was time to go, and, and Ajahn Chah and Ajahn Mahamon left. We're getting up and going, and then Numpukal says, "Money, money." He beckons to me, and he says, "I can understand money, money." And I said, "Come here." And so, and so I go very close to him, and then he he points to his chest and says. The truth is here, and it goes like this. And I thought that's just something that, you know, it was simple, you know, that time I could understand that much. But it was, it was profound, because it was coming from a pure, pure mind. So I was always, I was like him, and, and I, before I went to England, I went to see him in Udon, and he he was very old, and I heard, you know, he's about ready to die, really, so I thought, well, I, I, I don't want to bother him, you know, I'll just go and, and bow, that's enough, I'm not, so I went to, what, Tum Klong Pen, went there, and uh, the monks that were taking, looking after Nupukau, you know, I said, oh, look, I don't want to, I realize that his health isn't very good, he's probably resting, I just want to pay respect. And, and I'm willing to do it outside the room, I don't even have to, and, but they insisted I go in. Yeah. And so I went in, you know, there's a fairly dark room, and, uh, and I saw this kind of body lying on the mat, like, kind of crawled over to it, it looked like a corpse, you know, huh. like a dead body, and, and then, uh, and then I say something, and then Lumpukau, who's emaciated, very thin, small, looked like a corpse, body very old, Suddenly he opens his eyes, and his eyes are just so bright. It's <laughs> 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 amazing, I'll never forget, you know. Blue. Out of this corpse. Corpse like. <laughs> <laughs> and he has always had a bright, bright character and, and very good humor. So he gave me his blessing. I told him what I was going, planning to do. Yeah. Oh, he actually spoke to him on that occasion. Yeah, yeah. Long, yeah. 
That was just before I, I went to England. Huh. Could you communicate? You could communicate with him in Thai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Explained. Hmm. And Ajahn Fun, he was charismatic. Hmm. Uh, and uh, he, he had a kind of charisma uh, uh, about him and he was very famous at the time and I liked to go just listen to him like I'd go stay at, at his monastery in, in Sukhumakon and then I'd just you know sit under with him in, in his kuti you know he'd be sitting down below and I'd just go there and then listen to him talk to, to you know, like he'd attract, he could teach all levels of Thai society, like the Queen of Thailand or uh, the aristocracy or a uh, Thai farmer, uh, you know, a shopkeeper. I mean, he just, his dhamma just flowed out, you know. And and he didn't seem to care who, who was, you know, about your status or social status, uh, and they, you got the same teaching, everybody did, you know, they're just an illiterate farmer or Queen Syracuse. <laughs> very impressive, and then, and then he gave me a Cuban cigar. Did you smoke it? I didn't smoke then, but I eventually did, because I thought, oh, this is, you know, it's a little fun. It's fun. I hear this story from when Lumpacha was in New York, and the poor bride never driving them around. <laughs> Not to travel smoking, I say, yeah, far away from what Popo is. Go what, but Popo is not counting here. <laughs> yeah, when, he, when I went to Wat Ma Popo the first time in 1967, every, everybody smoked. <coughs> and after the evening puja, They'd pass out five cigarettes to each monk. <laughs> you know, so people were buying cigarettes, and then they they pass them, divide them up. So everybody got five each. And uh, but I didn't smoke, you see. So I give them to uh, other monks. It made me fairly popular. Yeah. <laughs> And then Jack Cornfield came to spend the Pantha, and another, uh, he was, uh, Dr. Burns, he was an American uh, psychiatrist, and I think he worked for the American Embassy, And but he, he was fluent in Thai, and he also New Pali, and he's a Buddhist, and he, he's about the same age as, as I was then, 30, and so he was, <clears throat> he he temporarily ordained, because he was married, and so he mm -hmm. got permission from his wife, 
So Jack Cornfield and Dr. Burns and myself, we spent Pansa with Mungkotchara. And at that, and Wapapo, and and that Pansa, Adhanam Chara, forbade smoking and chewing betel nut to everybody. So, um, of course, the you know Dr. Burns and uh, and Jack Cornfield, the, the last he's seen, you know, was this, you know because they have the strong views about smoking and beating that. So, uh, you know, they, they were kind of holding Ajahn Chah up as a great teacher because he's really sees the you know agrees with them. Mm-hmm. But then one day I was outside the gate of Vat Bapoma and I. Past Ajahn Chah, he was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the gate. Outside the gate. <laughs> like the late people sometimes. He likes the late people sometimes. Great artists. And of course, that, you know, then my mind said, oh, he makes everybody stop what he's doing. And, you know, then I started <laughs> grumbling and complaining. <laughs> and then, uh, and then eventually, lay people started bringing him uh, betel nut, and they make this very nice, you know, fresh betel nut, and with uh, all the condiments with it, and bring it to him. Well, he, you know, after he's given a talk in the cellar, and a lot of the monks wanted to stop it, and and you know, he shouldn't be doing this, but then, uh, but then he. But then Ajahn Jan, his senior disciple, he was there one day, and, and the monks were complaining about Ajahn Chah chewing betel nut. We should stop the lay people from giving it to him. <laughs> and then Ajahn just said, "Look, let him chew betel nut." <laughs> <laughs> and he said in such a nice way. I thought that's a nicer frame of mind than. We've got to stop him, you know, it's not right, and getting all righteous about it. And, like, that's what I was doing, you know, getting very righteous. But then when, when you look at your mind, you know, that's not a very pleasant mental state. You know, it's painful to be righteous, and then trying to control everybody. And and then thinking, I've got to stop Ajahn Chah from doing this. So, you know, I never, I could see Ajahn Chah was, wasn't particularly interested in himself, but he was interested in stopping the lay people giving cigarettes, spending money giving cigarettes to monks, and uh, both for, you know, the lay people and the health of the monks. Yeah. So, fair enough. For Lampara, there must have been, uh, there weren't many monasteries in Thailand probably that didn't do smoking or beetle nut. They all, in Isan, everybody did. Yeah. All of them, and Luntaburas. Yeah. And they talk, give daisiness with a mouthful of this beetle nut. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever try it yourself, Lampara? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, I found it a repulsive habit yeah. at first, but. Hmm. Because I was always uh, invited to these Katina things, and and, uh, and 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 then you'd go to these branch monasteries, and everybody be having a good time except me. 
<laughs> so I thought maybe I should learn the true meaning. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, but I never liked it. I just never. Yeah, when up in Chiang Mai, the, the way that they're always offering cigarettes and giving out uh, and all the stuff to monks, and there's, there's one monk where I'm at who, who smokes and will chew beyond that, but most don't, and so they're kind of throwing it away, which is kind of sad. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I came, you know, the smoking was. Everybody smoked. I mean, you know, like my generation in the States, we all smoked. You smoked, you took it for granted. Mm-hmm. You didn't question. And they had, you know, Ronald Reagan advertised Chesterfield cigarettes on the TV. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah could, they still on YouTube have commercials. Though. Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Umpa, would you remember of how Lungu Cha would interact with the the Kuba Ajans when he'd go to see? <clears throat> yeah, he... Well, they, they seem to, you know, like... Because he was Mahanikai, mm-hmm. but they... You know, Ajahn Mahabur thinks the world, he used to think the world of Ajahn Chah. Because Ajahn Chah, like, uh, because Ajahn Chah did establish the, the kind of core what of Ajahn Man and the Tamayu style. And some didn't really care about that, you know, so you could, <coughs> like in, uh, in Nongkai, uh, Lumpojuan. He I went there Putok in the he he didn't you know, he didn't he wanted me to attend Palimok and everything. Mm. And then you and at first I didn't seem to care, but then I think the uh, the the Bangkok seniority oh. kind mm. of made it necessary. Oh, I see. So, uh, so then you get, you know, you you would have to sit at the end of the line, thing like that. Lupa Ban never seemed to hold to it. Yeah. These days, anyway, when I was there five years ago, Lupa Ban has to sit outside of Hatapasa, like inside the Sima. With during the Padmo Cup, no, right with the oh. right in the Sangha. Oh, come! Well, it's good practice because you you know you you know your mind goes you know harmonizes better than yours kind of thing. <laughs> Because I was, you know, mine is more like my personality presents that kind of discrimination. But the whole point, you know, is to observe what suffering is. Not to make things into problems, you know, because then you, you get it. Why not? You know, I'm not a member of 
they agree with not in the Sangmasa, there's no point in me, you know, being there at all. You know, because of Panimoka is about, you know, the monks you you live with, not guests. Or like a different Sangmasa. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then when you look at it in a different way, it's all right. We look at it and they're like, oh, they think they're better than we are, then it's not all right. <laughs> this is where you get to know your own mind, you know, how you react to life and praise and blame, being discriminated against or being included in other... The whole point of the practice is to be the in this state of mindfulness rather than just trying to make the world right, you know, complain about it when it when it doesn't seem right. <laughs> about a living teacher is that it, it's so easy for us to see it as kind of as historical and and uh, you know you, you actually and you can kind of be impressed with the Buddha, the historical Buddha and scriptures and all that but then you have then a lot of self-doubt you know and and then we, we tend to make judgments about other teachers and monks from our own deluded mind state. So, you know, I found, you know, I, I wasn't really looking for a teacher, but I was looking for solitude. I just wanted to be out of the society. And but then I did eventually, you know, the first year as a summoner and then meeting Ajahn Chah. And, but it just happened, it wasn't like I was looking for that. So, 
you know, it's, it's just learning to use what you have, really, what's available. Because, you know, so you can learn from, from life itself. So I can, you know, I've lived with, like, you know, Chan and I, you know, lived in branch monasteries where the head monk, I didn't, didn't really like and didn't admire very much. And, but then I learned from that, you know, about, because you, you're always comparing somebody, the others with Ajahn Chah. <laughs> And so, you know, you're observing, you're learning from the way things are. I'm thinking, I have to have the best teacher in order to really develop, because, uh, you know, I know people that do that, and they, they never find one. You know, even when they find one, it ends up with some kind of dis disillusionment. Because, uh, you know, you can create a perfect teacher in your mind, it's like a marble statue, a Greek god or something that's perfect proportions and beautiful to look at. But uh, that's all an ideal teacher is. It's just a, you know, an idea. It doesn't have any nerve endings. Doesn't have blood in it. Doesn't feel anything. It, you know, marble statue of of the Buddha. You know, you can swear and throw tomatoes at it and, and the, the Buddha Rupa just, just sits there. <laughs> <laughs> and, but if you do that to, uh, to a, a living Buddhist monk, then it's different. <laughs> 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 uh, how did you said in your early years you, you had some disillusionment or doubts about Mahachan? Yeah, I mean, because you, you know, you, you, you know, you tend to expect, you, you form, you know, what you want. I could see how I wanted Lumpacha to be. And, you know, how, how I wanted him to fit my ideal. And, and he didn't. He wasn't ideal. He, he was, but that was what I needed to be to learn about being human and not seek seek for perfection because I can create the ideal of it, but to awaken to the realities of change, condition phenomena changing, praise and blame, and happiness and suffering, and the, the, this whole realm that we have to endure in this form is not ideal realm. It's like this. <laughs> Being human beings like this, you know, we each have our own karma to, to live with. That's why you learn not to be so critical of others when you when you recognize that, that each one of us has to work out our karma. It's not it's not the same for everyone. And some people have, you know, strange personalities or different, you know, attitudes or whatever, and, and we can, and you can, you know, if you're judging it from your condition, and you can be very critical and <coughs> dismissive. But when you think, think that you're giving people an opportunity, like you're here now, to 
without your karma. So you're, you're kind of submitting yourself to a common form, you know, the, like the Pokal form or the Manet Piku form. So I mean that that's a conventional form we agree to. But you're going, you know, each one of you is going to have different emotional reactions and problems and obsessions and things that come up that sometimes we we don't share you know I've seen in my own life you know monks or nuns just have all kinds of problems that I don't understand what's the problem (laughs) 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 but they're very real for that person can I deny that you know is my am I the standard of how the people should be you know that's conceit isn't it if they don't react like me, there's something wrong with them. It's, <laughs> it's like you learn the, to respect the, the people's attempts to to work out their karma, no matter what it is. In England, there's a monk, English monk, very eccentric character, and. Uh, and I got, you know, I kept thinking he shouldn't be the way he is. And uh, I never said this to him, but I mean, he's a very sensitive kind of person. So he he picked up this, and he developed a great aversion to me. He became very hostile to me personally. And then, then I, he he's just over the top. And, you know, I was blaming him for this problem. And and he he so, so, such a kind of individual eccentric that a lot of people didn't didn't like him and things like this. So you know you could even find support for your own. <laughs> and, and so I and then suddenly I saw what I was doing. You know I was I was saying you know in my mind I never said this to him, and I was saying. I don't want you to be the way you are. I want you to be the way I think you should be. <laughs> and I thought, no, no, he, he's, I just accept him as, as the way he is and, and not try to change him or, I mean, he was a good monk. He wasn't like he was breaking rules or doing anything bad. Just very odd reactions to things. And, uh, and when I saw that, then he kind of, our relationship changed, became very good friends. So that was... He still in Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, 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 I was the one that was wrong, rather than him. You know, I'm the head monk there, I'm supposed to, you know, and then... But then I was I was seeing him as that he should change his ways, and then I realized no, the problem is with me. Let's <laughs> talk about perfect picture. But reading stories about disciples of Ajanta, they say sometimes it was very hard. For example, in the book, Venerable uh, Father Obrete says, and that Ajanta is oh, this monk. He don't know how to practice. He used the 
his medicine times was very, very hard. It's not just easy. Oh, it's a very nice teacher. And how was to, to, to live with this, this, this kind of things sometimes? I, I developed a, a lot of trust in Ajahn Chah immediately, really. So, I, I, you know, even though I could doubt some of the things and, and I could get angry with him and things like this, because, but uh, the, the, what he was always getting me to do was look at in my mind. So, and I could do that. So sometimes, and it worked because, uh, well, I did trust him, so I didn't, you know, I never, even though I had doubts and, and anger, uh, I never really mistrusted Ajahn Shah. <laughs> even when you caught him smoking? No. Well, I mean, I was disappointed and I really <laughs> shouldn't be doing that, but, but I could be aware of that, you know, like a reaction. Uh, like a my personal reaction to that, and then I appreciated, you know, the training because I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, foreigner coming into Esan Monastery, you don't know anything, you know, and you just, you know, don't know the language or what people are like or that. You just have, you know, you have an interest in it all, but you have to deal with so many unknown things and and, and when you're in a state of, state like that your mind goes, can really get weird, you know, I can get paranoid and suspicious and of things, because I didn't understand, you know, what they were saying, you know, then sometimes my mind would create kind of paranoid delusions around it. And, but because of the directness of Lumpa Chakra, you know, not get believe my own emotional reaction. 